Hey everyone, today is Friday the 27th of April 2018. This is Gap episode 416. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Guru is here. What's going on, Job? It's the weekend. Uh, allegedly so. It is. What are you drinking? Yeah, nothing. Mm. The weekend, it's it's just not it's not the weekend for me yet. I, I've got to finish some work. It's a busy week. It, has, it is a busy week and it's going to be a busy next week as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling fucking drained. I am also feeling very drained for someone that doesn't do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super tired. I think it was that uh, it was that mid midweek break that we had. That's what it is. It threw everything out. I did not do any work at all, <laughs> but I definitely should have been. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I sat there and played fucking BattleTech all day. Uh, which I'm, I'm glad I did, you know, and why shouldn't I get a public holiday or whatever? But fucking hell, I should not have taken a public holiday, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, so it, I think it's just thrown me. Yeah, yesterday was a fucking nightmare. Uh, I was, I went and saw The Avengers, mm-hmm. um, Infinity War, the new one. Yes. Uh, I just, I wanted to clarify, you know, uh, but I went and saw it. I, had to like I basically ran through I went and saw it at Broadway Cinema the Hoyts there yeah. and um, I had to basically run in I only like even with all the trailers and shit I only just made it right because uh, I was doing work and then an interview I had to do an interview and uh, the interviewee was a little bit late uh, this was at 6.30 and the session was at 7.00 and, uh, yeah, I can't record interviews. For some reason, my fucking phone call interview, sorry, my phone call recorder has been fucking up or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I can't record it. So I couldn't sit in the car and record it or anything. Uh, so yeah, I basically had to finish it off and then, uh, hop, hop a cab and get the fuck over there. And yeah, it was all the way up to like six fifty, just fuck. And I'd started, I started early too. Yeah. Fuck no. Anyway, and the same again today. Uh, but yeah, busy. Right. I um I went to Infinity War twice. Mm. The second time that I went, which was last night, I went to the um, IMAX screening. Oh, yeah. And uh, it started at 6.45. And so I, I live basically five minutes down the road from it. Yep. Um, so I just drove down, parked, bas- like pretty much left it like, I don't know like 6.30, just after 6.30. Um, yep. Got there, parked, walked in, got some food. Must have been like 6.50 I walked in and like it had just started the film. <laughs> and I was like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> Fair wow. enough. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. They mustn't have played any trailers or something. Uh, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah. But and what ended up happening was that people were walking in like 20 minutes late. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like... Well, you missed a lot of shit that's happened. <laughs> so you've missed some important things. Yeah, you've missed some In general, I will rock up on time for a film. Yeah. And then uh, we'll go in and just chuck headphones in and wait for the or we'll if we didn't bring if we don't have headphones on us, we'll just like wait outside mm. and sit and like check back in every time we think the uh, trailers you just gotta wait for the the turn off your phone yeah. ad. Because once you see that, there's usually no trailers after it. You can go in and get your seat. Yeah. And you're ready to rock. But, 
Mm. I'm the same. Like, I'll, I'll get there on time and then uh, I'll listen to a podcast for... It's usually like 25, 20 minutes they play yeah. trailers for, generally. Um, which is why I was like, oh, this is all right. Unless it's a... Um, if it's an advanced screening, they don't generally play trailers. Um, so I do a lot of them. And uh, they, they, those ones, you need to be there on time because they're just like, fucking, let's go. They'll start straight away. Um, so I was a bit surprised by the, the IMAX screening being like, all right, let's go. We're doing this straight away. And I'm not sure if that's because the the format of the screen is not ready for the standard trailers or something like that. That'd be odd. Hmm. Otherwise, you'd think they'd be just like smashing out another 20 minutes of trailers, right? But for it to start straight away, I was just like, okay, fair enough. Cool. Yeah, yeah that's strange. the. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Hmm. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, go and you can go see IMAX. Fucking awesome. Yeah. The um, yeah, the entire movie is shot in IMAX, so it's pretty. Dot com. It's just pretty. Dot com. Pretty. Dot com. He says. Hmm. Definitely a phrase that normal people use, so that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the whole thing is shot in IMAX, so you don't have the aspect ratio shifting all the time. Right, uh, I've yeah. seen films where, um, like when when Dark Knight used to come Dark out, Knight, yeah. that sort of stuff, where you'd have those big like opening shots of the city and that sort of thing, where it, it looked sick. Like that opening, like fifteen minutes, I think, is entirely done in IMAX, or most of it is done in IMAX. Um, that yeah. looks awesome. And the actual Blu-ray um, as well, I've got it on Blu-ray, and it does the same thing. Like it shifts uh, aspect ratio, and it yeah. looks sick in those um, in those like really wide format aspects, but it's yeah. it's super noticeable when it keeps shifting all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Transformers film, I think it was the last one that had like literally three different aspect ratios. Uh, there was like IMAX, like the standard one, and like a third one as well, and it was ridiculously off putting. Like you could notice it all the time. So mm-hmm. having it be in the one format is is really cool. It works really well. So right. I definitely recommend. Anyway, you should go see it anyway. It's awesome. It's a good film. Love you should and, and you should go see it just so that you can't have it spoiled. Yeah. I mean, if you're at all invested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you should go see it just to not have it spoiled, basically, because it is very easy to spoil. And uh, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to have it happen. That's basically what made me prioritize it. Which I don't know. It's it sucks a little, but that's the nature of the internet, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's that, I guess. Cool. Yeah. Should we talk about some games then? Video games? Sure. Sure thing. Um, what can we talk about? There's a list here. Uh, <laughs> World of Tanks. You've been playing more tanks. Been playing more tanks. Um, I I actually did some fucking science. Science or science. Science. Okay. Uh, I did some fucking science. Let me see if I can find it. Here it is. And I recorded... Uh, Every single, I like over the course of 18 games, I recorded where I was in the tier list. Yeah. Uh, compared to every other tank in the server. And uh, I found that over the course of these 18 games, I was in the top tier twice. Uh, and I was bottom tier literally every other time and this is uh this the tier list goes across three tiers uh so it's from the majority of them are from eight to ten mm-hmm. um and the so the majority of the time i was tier eight but there, i do have a couple of games where it was eight to nine 
uh, and a bunch of games where I was playing with uh, other guys on our Discord. So I was, uh, we were playing in tier fours, which is the highest tier that they've got, and I was, we were tier four to six or tier four to five. Um, yeah, it's the fucking shittest way to play that fucking game. Yeah. There is literally no fucking incentive for you to play it. I feel like fucking quitting. I feel like quitting. Every single time. I don't mind it every now and then, right? But I've been thinking about it a lot. And I feel like just fucking, pardon me, bailing on a fucking battle uh, when, yeah, I get put bottom tier. It's not that I like, you can still, the the way the ratio works Hmm. uh, is that, you know, the top, it'll be, say, tier 8 to 10. So the highest tier tank I've got is an 8. and tens are that there'll be like three. There'll be three uh, tier tens and five tier uh, nines, and then uh, the rest will be tier eights. So seven, I guess. It's a fifteen-player game. Yep. No math checks out. Yeah. Sure. Um, I thought you said this so, was science, not maths. The maths. The science was me recording. Uh, was m- me checking where I was being placed in the tier list. Um, anyway, so uh, in most other circumstances, it's actually not that noticeable. You won't notice how bad it is. Uh, but in 8 to 10, you get put up against tier 10s hmm. and you literally can do nothing. And this, I, my only tier eight is a tiger two, the King tiger. It is a fucking amazing tank. It is like, it was a proper fucking, the, that was the shit you were terrified to see on the battlefield, right? That was the, even if you were in a tank and like, if you saw a King tiger, you were like, we should probably bail. We should probably just leave, right? This thing will go up against other tanks and literally do nothing. There is... I I had a face-off against a mouse. Uh, The mouse is a tier 10, uh, a beast. Um, It has literally twice the health points that my my Tiger 2 has. So I have, uh, I think, 1,600, and it has 3,200 hit points. Might be 31. I don't know. Anyway. Double the health. Uh, it has crazy frontal armor. And so the way that I complained about it last week, I don't feel good about getting a successful shot on a target and then being told that it was uh, actually, you know, a fouled shot because I didn't hit the right single, like, pixel on, on a fucking tank. Mm. But uh, so that feels bad. Uh, everywhere on a mouse is zero penetration for a Tiger 2. Like, the uh, armor ratings, if, if you look at it, look it up, right, uh, there are minute circumstances where your gun can actually penetrate a mouse, uh, but you either have to trade uh, off a damage dealt, uh, you still have to get lucky and hit that single spot you can't do 3000 damage in one hit you will do i think like 300 so you'd need to hit it 10 times or you could use gold ammo uh, uh which is the you know the 
ammo you spend gold to acquire. Mm -hmm. uh, you can spend silver, but it's expensive. Um, yeah, or you could use gold ammo, and uh, you've got a slightly better chance of finding that penetration. Penetration? Uh, but it's still only a chance. Uh, you can still fail regularly, uh, so you're literally just pissing money down the drain. Uh, that happens fucking 16 out of 18 times I'm expected to fucking beat a fucking mouse. I'm very good in my Tiger 2. I'm better in my Tiger 1, but I'm very good in my Tiger 2. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to fucking... I'm not going to go to the World Championships or some shit, but I'm very good in it. I can, like, regularly... If you look at my stats, uh, it's one of my best tanks because it's, it like, conforms to my playstyle. Uh, it's like a slower Tiger 1. And the Tiger one is my like is perfect my playstyle like perf perfectly. That's exactly how I like to play. It's maneuverable. It's got a bit of frontal armor, so you can cop that first hit uh, and then like swing around, find a good target, track them, and then just fucking finish them off. Uh, I ha I have multiple games uh, in the like in the last week, multiple games where I've gotten like five kills a game, like a third of the fucking server, uh, and. This is still against tanks that are two tiers higher than me. I'm killing tanks that are two tiers higher than me, higher than me in a Tiger, tiger 1. Mm. But you can't do it in a Tiger 2. It's fucking not happening. It's never fucking happening. So I will roll in in my Tiger 2. I will do my best. I'll get like four fucking kills. And the only thing left for me to kill will be a mouse. And I will have literally no options. It'll be like... Like the... Even if you look it up, right? Uh, look it up on the official fucking website, and they're, they're like, the mouse is not impossible to kill, but you need to rely on your SPGs and your tank destroyers. You'll need to distract the mouse while they do the, the work, or something like that, right? Uh, except if I've been in a battle against four other fucking tier nine and tier 10 tanks, right? And come out the other side with fucking no health left and fucked up tracks and uh, half damage engine. I don't have the fucking, I don't, I'm not getting away from it. I am trying to convince it to stay in one place by rolling out to get it to like, try to aim at me. That's it. I'm a fucking, I'm trying to be as mobile a sitting duck as you could possibly be. That's your fucking option. That's fucking goofy. How the fuck do they let that happen? That's crazy. And this is, that's, that's in version 1.0. That's their fucking, their big relaunch of this game. And you have no fucking hope. And it happens 16 out of 18 times. That's fucking crazy. That's insane. So I, I'm basically not playing my tier 8. Because. If I have to keep playing against tier 10s, because the only way you fucking get out of tier 8 is by earning enough XP to move on. And if I have a four-kill four, four kill game, then, yeah, cool. I'll get a bunch of fucking XP. Everything's going to be cool. Hmm. But if the first tank I roll up on is a fucking tier fucking... Is a tier 10, is the fucking mouse, or an E100, or, like, one of a billion fucking Soviet tanks that have no troubles outmaneuvering my slow-ass Tiger 2 then it's over. I don't get any fucking XP. I'm the fucking, I'm the canary in that mine that is telling everyone that our team's probably fucked. 
like it's so disheartening yeah and and you feel like you'll never get out like it is a massive fucking war every other tier and like if you're thinking oh joe oh, you just want to be overpowered because i do i fuck i love being the top tier like the two games are on the top tier fuck yeah uh according to my chart they're both in tier four games and so i was top tier against a bunch of little tier threes and so if i was tier four that means i was in my matilda uh matilda is a fucking uh, a cheat tank it is goofy it's it is the fucking mouse of tier four it's ridiculous it's way too fast uh it cops a shitload of damage it fires i think you can pop off like fucking 10 shots in 10 seconds or something it's crazy how fast it fires uh so you just fucking you rolled through a fucking map against a bunch of little tier threes and like it doesn't matter it's over like yeah forget about it i fuck them up um yeah i love being top tier but i want to play top tier games i want to play same tier games yeah you know like i I don't want to have an advantage i want to be matched evenly yeah that's that's a fucking that's the game that's how the fucking tanks are balanced they're balanced against the other tanks of their fucking tier, not against fucking two tiers above them. Clearly, nothing has been, no fucking consideration has been given to balancing these tanks for across two tiers, because I guess you'd have to balance them across four tiers or some shit. Uh, yeah. But is that, is that where they're trying to make their money then? Like, oh, uh, you know, oh, you could spend some money and get that tank. That's, that's but you can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't buy it. You can't buy a way to tier 10. You can buy a way to tier 8, yeah. and you get premium matchmaking um fair enough whatever premium matchmaking means you'll only i think you can't be put in against tens yeah but like i've had the same sort of experience where i'm like i'm a lot newer than what you are i've got you know a couple of games under my belt um and i'll jump into a game and the tanks are uh you know uh a level or two above me and i feel like the matchmaking should can like take that into consideration like i as a new player should be Mm. in the top of the tier you know what i mean like i should be playing people below me that have had more experience but at least sort of maybe we'll be on the same level then like i'll have a better tank but they've got the expertise and they understand the game a bit more yeah chuck you in a tier five while i'm in a tier four and that might actually be an even matchup yeah that makes sense um, but like better still would be you're in a tier four and I'm in a tier four. Yeah, that, that's that's what I mean. But when I'm like when I'm playing and I'm being matched up against tanks yeah, that are two tiers above me, yeah. and I'm looking at my team and I'm towards the lower end, I'm like, well, I can't really do much. And it's one of those games where, um, like it's extremely rare you can like clutch out a fucking situation where you're unevenly matched, um. Especially in the like the pro level, they uh, like the guy I was talking to a couple of weeks back is like, you, it's very hard for you to go like three v one, two v one maybe, but yeah. if, if the moment like you've got a health at disadvantage, you're pretty fucked, um, yeah, because it's hard for them to miss. Like, and as a new player, it's it just seems like if you're chucking me into a game where I'm getting one shot by tanks that are, you know, one or two levels above me, and, and I'm a, a newer player, like I don't really understand what I'm supposed to be doing to. Um, sort of counteract that like i'm still yeah. learning the mechanics i jump into a game and i shoot at, at a tank in front of me like four or five times i see like 
oh, penetrated, penetrated. I do that like three or four times. This tank is still going. And then I get one shot by it. I'm like, well, that feels a bit cheap. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously I don't understand what I'm doing at the moment, but you're putting me up against tanks that are two levels higher than me. And I, you know, is that, is that my fault or is that the game maybe matching me in the wrong tier level or that sort of stuff? But yeah, Just- no, I, I know what you mean. Like you should be playing against the same sort of tier levels at that higher yeah. end of the scale. But again, like, is that a, a region issue or is that like, would you be happy to wait 10 minutes for a game to start if it was evenly matched? Yeah. Yeah, I would be. Hmm. Fuck it. Because it shows you how many people are playing, right? And how many people are in the queue. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. I'm not even playing on the Aussie servers half the time. Oh, okay. I'm playing on the Singaporean servers because you can see, you can actually see how many people are in the region and in the server. Yeah. So you can see that there's 2,000 people in the Aussie server, but there's 16,000 people on the Singaporean server, like there's 18,000 people in the region as a whole. So, you know, there's 16,000 on the Singaporean server. So you're like, so I'm like, fuck it. I'll go, I'll go over there. I'll see what happens. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Um, like it, it means I'll get games quicker. Uh, that's not affecting. You're not, you're not seeing it. So <laughs> yeah, like, but I, I don't, I don't think it's actually a fucking, I've had, I had one, a single game where everyone was tier seven. In my Tiger One, I fucking owned. I mopped up. It was disgusting. Um, but like, I've never. That's the only time I've ever seen it. Literally, the only ever, only time I've ever seen it. It's goofy. Yeah, I don't know. Drives me bananas. No. Like, yeah. Sometimes uh, I'll jump on when everyone else is playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people are playing and. Like, it won't be, it won't be fucked for tears. I had a run where a couple of games I was actually top tier and stuff. After I started, like, finished my marking, but, uh, like, tallying up where things were. Um, yeah, I had a run where I was top tier and it was fine. But I don't, yeah, like I said, I don't want to be top tier. I want to be fucking same tier. I want the same tiers across the fucking board. I don't care about the wait times. Uh, yeah. The only people who would actually actively want, like, who would actively be grumpy that the wait times were slowing them down, they weren't able to get into games quick, would be the people who are already at tier 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were like, oh, now I can't get into games quick. I don't give a fuck. Play in your tier eights then, motherfucker. You've got nothing else to work towards. Fuck you ridiculous mm-hmm. anyway yeah. anyway yeah all right should we move on let's move on uh something different forbidden clicker party right i saw you playing this <laughs> yeah can you guess what it is uh my gut reaction was he's playing some fucking weeb clicker shit oh no it's a um for sure it's a romance novel what interactive romance novel Shut up, idiot. Yeah, it's a click game. Of course it's a click game. This one is, uh, I think it came out this year. It is is basically the same sort of like art style as um, uh, like Cuphead sort of thing. It's like a 30s, 1930s, 1940s type cartoony um, aesthetic. And uh, the basic idea of clicker games is you start off with 
um, a unit or a building or something like that. Um, and you're basically just upgrading and buying the items or, or buildings to sort of progress through waves of enemies. Um, this one in particular, you start off with a, a unit um, and it's got like attack points and attack speed and health. And uh, each wave sort of enemies come at you and decreases your health and you're sort of trying to level up um, all the, the, the hero or the, the guy that you've got and uh, play through each wave and sort of see how far you can get. Um, and as you progress through each wave, you're given a currency to, to buy or upgrade these these guys. So that's pretty much the game. <laughs> um, there are some very complicated, uh, like, different games in this genre. There's things that, like, uh, we've talked in the past about Cookie Clicker, which I think is probably the best example of one of these games. Yeah. Uh, which is a... As far as I'm aware, there is a, a free-to-play version on your browser. If you just type in, like, Cookie Clicker, it'll go to that. Um, they update that quite often. I haven't played it in, in a while. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it seems to be, like, one of the best ones that I've, I've played over the years. Um, and I think I've talked about maybe four or five of these types of games over the last, last while. But um, yeah, this one... Goofy for them. Yeah, I just they're they're usually free or extremely cheap to play, and it's just interesting to see how different games sort of take this, or this genre and sort of play around with it. Um, there's some really interesting ones out there, but yep. this one is um, has really shown me how important like user interfaces are in right. in these types of games, and how much like displaying information uh, can sort of affect your enjoyment of it or, or like what you're trying to accomplish um i think the art style is interesting in terms of like the, the character creation and the enemies you fight and that sort of stuff but the rest of it like the ui the hard is fucking horrible um it does a really bad job of showing you like basic information of like hey this is how much currency you've got um with games like cookie clicker you get to a point where you've got so much currency that it starts doing like um uh numerical fractional numbers and things like that where it's just like weird letters and um like after your name like 10 xe and then the next yeah. one be like 100 fe once you get past like a certain number and that gives you an idea of like how much you've actually got whereas this game it just calculates things in millions so you you might get past a wave and your currency will not go up but it has so it's gone up maybe in the thousands but because you can only see in the like it's literally just million you've got like 110 million there's no like 110 million three three thousand or whatever like (laughs) there's no incremental number in between so you don't really know what sort of how much you gained in that level um yeah and then that kind of trickles down into the upgrade path as well like when you're trying to upgrade some of these heroes to get them more health or get them more attack damage it'll have like a number there and sometimes it'll say like oh three million and then you look at how much currency you've got and you've got 3 million, but it won't let you upgrade it because there's obviously some digits past the 3 million. Like maybe it's uh, like 3 million and $1, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. You don't have that $1 to spend. Um, so it's little bits and pieces like that where the UI just doesn't really convey the information you want quite well um, that really shows you how the other games have done it a lot better. Um yeah, and uh, there's just really not a lot to the game. There's like twelve, I think, different types of characters that you can um, that you can get throughout the game, 
And at any one given time, you can only deploy, I think there's four of them. Um, and each one kind of has like different strengths and weaknesses. Like some of them will do um, like large amounts of damage, but maybe have a small health pool or they'll do large amounts of damage, but they have um, a really slow attack. So they're a bit better on like boss type enemies. Um, so you've got to kind of pick and choose what sort of characters you want to take with you. Like, do you just go full um, like slow build with uh like guys with a lot of health but maybe not a lot of uh damage or do you just do guys that attack really quickly but have not much health you sort of got to figure out what you want to do with that but it just never really and again it comes down to like really conveying information paul is it you don't really get an idea of comparison between each unit um it just seems like as you progress through all the tiers like oh, okay i should use this guy because he seems like he's better than the last one that I got. Um, whereas other games, they do a really good job of saying, um, like, like you get the information on the screen that says, all right, if you have 300 of these types of buildings, this is how much damage you're doing. Um, yeah. Well, this is like the DPS that you're doing. Whereas this one, it's just like, it, it doesn't tell you that information at all. It's sort of got like a team damage indicator. You can't really see um, when you upgrade them, like, what's really going on when you upgrade them it's just like hey this is an elite class now uh there you go it does more damage but you can't say all right well what if i take this guy in for for my um in my team like what advantage does that have over taking this other person it's just like that that information is just not there at all um which is really strange so it's um and it hasn't been updated the game in about a couple of months since it basically came out so i don't think any of that stuff is going to be fixed at all um it's about two bucks to buy on the Steam store. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. I would probably <laughs> check out a game like um, Cookie Clicker or uh, what are the, some of the other ones we've played? Do you remember? Um, there was a Swarm Simulator. Do you ever play that? Or a Dark Place, I guess? No, I'm uh, just firing up my Steam now because there was one I talked about a while back. Which yeah, is really good. You, you've played a shitload on Steam. You love them. Yeah, there was one with like... The was, time one? It was a shooter, yeah. with with took into like cubes and time and shit like that. Yeah. Um, that was really interesting, that one. I thought that was really well done. Um, and it's one of these like idle games where you sort of... You sort of leave it running over time. You don't have to really be there. You can check it every once in a while um, and upgrade all your, your things. But... Um, yeah, this one in particular has, has really shown me, all right, well, you need a good interface to sort of make these games work really well. And I think, I think, um, yeah, the two that really come to mind that, that have done it well is, is Cookie Clicker and the other one that I can't think of. <laughs> the name. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, so uh, I can't recommend it because I don't think it's that, uh, is it Time Clickers? Okay, sounds right. Yep, it's called Time Click. It's actually free. So it. That one's really fucking interesting and, and cool because you're not always clicking as well. Like, you actually move the mouse around to destroy these blocks. This one's like, the gimmick is you're shooting blocks. Um, yeah. yeah that, one's, that one's cool and fun. Um, anyway, I just want to check it out. Every once in a while, I jump in and see, like, what the newest clickers are. Because, <laughs> uh, like, I went through a phase where I was playing Cookie Clicker for, like, a month. I think we both did, right? We were playing it for a solid while. 
Um, well, I mean, until uh, like we began hacking it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> until we started cheating. Uh, I remember a passionate defense of the idea of cheating at Cookie Clicker. <laughs> uh, probably still stands up, although in the, the moment right now, that sounds super idiotic, the idea of defending cheating at Cookie Clicker. No, but I feel like that game has embraced it, right? Like, uh, it, it's taken that idea of having scripts that allow you to quick, uh, sorry, click really quickly. Yeah. Um, and then, like, all right, well, how do we take advantage of that? And they've adapted that to the game. Yeah. So, some of yeah, them do true. It really there's, well. there's definitely, like, upgrade paths that reward you for using clicker scripts. So... Yeah, that's a really good. That's what makes click, Cookie Clicker the best. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. What else we got here? Um, Frostpunk. Frostpunk. Yeah, that's the name of it. Frostpunk. Yeah. You play this? I um, I've played a little bit of it. Yeah. It uh, it came out on Steam during the week. Um, and I saw it on Twitch. It looked really interesting. It's got a, a really cool, like art style to it, or the look of it. it was re- it really interesting for me? Um, so it's like this uh this steampunk, but it's frost it's ice um style game where it's set in like the future where the sort of the ice age ice age sort of thing has happened everything's frozen over and you're controlling a um like a little civilization and you're trying to keep everybody in that that civilization alive by building structures and uh mining resources and gathering resources um hunting and basically trying to keep them warm um there's a, like a giant uh, coal. What what is it like a coal steam thing in the middle of your your group? Yeah, it's your massive steam. Like your yeah, your coal like chimney. Giant, yeah. yeah, well, it's literally called a heater. But uh, yeah. like, if you think of it, like it's this mass. It looks like a I don't know, like a fucking drivetrain for a fucking uh, car or something. Like jammed into the ground, like mm. sticking out of the fucking ground or something. But like. Yeah, you start with it off and you got to get it on and it lights up. And yeah, then it, I guess, better resembles this like massive furnace, this massive furnace. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it's supposed to create steam and you go from there. Like you need the heat because people without heat can't live in shit. Yeah. And like if you don't have that, people start getting sick. Yeah. Um, and then you start losing people, which means you've got less workers to go out and uh, either like get resources or construct buildings um, mm. and they start dying and then you can't there's like other bits and pieces in the game where you can send out hunting parties and go find other survivors in this world um, but for the most part you sort of centralize or at least the bits that I've played um, you're centralized in this sort of one location it's like a, a hole in the fucking ground this like giant ditch and um, you're sort of building in like a circle uh like a cylinder sort of outwards and constructing things like workshops, um, uh, places for people to sleep. Uh, The workshops allow you to upgrade um, buildings and and research different types of um, structures that allow you to do different things. Um, Yeah, and you're sort of just trying to expand this this little colony to help them survive and, and, um, yeah, and see how far you can get, basically. Yeah, so, yeah, the the radial building situation is pretty interesting because uh, it feels like the initial radius, like, because, so the way the the uh, radius works is, you like, you're 
people are only safe from the cold inside a certain radius and the radius is dictated by the power of the steam generator and the steam generators are only capable of so much um you've got to constantly like acquire coal so that you can keep it running and um all this kind of shit hmm. uh but it seems like at the first level uh at the smallest radius it's not quite big enough to really accommodate all the shit that you want to build. Yeah. Uh, and so you're going to make some pretty fucking tough choices uh, about where people are like just going to have to fucking deal with the cold. And uh, yeah, that that pl- like comes into play quick, pretty quickly. I, it seems like it's super easy to fuck yourself. Hmm. And it also seems like, you know, I mean, you want to talk about UI systems that don't really help the player uh, <laughs> understand what the fuck they're doing. Man, Frostpunk is... Oh, it's guilty of that shit. That's crazy. It's I don't crazy. know if that's the UI, though. I feel like that's the the game having a really shit tutorial system. It does. It's look world class, terrible tutorial. But like some of the shit that it was trying to tell me, like you, it took me forever to work out why I couldn't build a fucking hunter's hut. One of the first things you need to build is a hunter's hut so you can gather food. Otherwise, everyone starves. Mm. Uh, and it was like uh, you need a certain amount of steam to power the building. But it said you need steam level two for this building. And uh, I couldn't work out. I, I, must, I spent like fucking 10 minutes pouring through this game trying to work out how to get to steam level two when I couldn't even like finish one of the first fucking objectives hmm. in the game. Uh, and uh, it wasn't until, like, I was just fucking casually mousing over fucking everything I could to try and work it out because I'm like, dude, I'm done. I've got no idea how the fuck I'm supposed to get there. Clearly, I need a Hunter's Hut so I can get to Steam Level 2, but I can't build a uh, Hunter's Hut without Steam Level 2. That's fucking crazy. It's, I'm, I'm finished with this shit. I'm just going to see if there's anything at all I can build. I went through everything. And uh, I moused over and I noticed that uh, I didn't have enough wood. Yeah. And the only reason I noticed it is because it changes color for a brief second when you mouse over it and you don't have enough. And otherwise, it's just sitting up the top and it's very small up the top. uh, And you can see how much wood you have. Um, And it's basically, it feels like it's fucking hidden. It needs to be front and center. It needs to be like in there. Uh, you need 200 wood, you have fucking 150, right? That's how it needs to be, in my opinion, not fucking, yeah, a brief flash of red or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, it's too, yeah, I don't know. It's too obscure. Once I had that, I worked out that all I needed was, it would cost me two levels of steam or two units of steam or something, sure. two fucking units of heat to actually build it, to run this thing, basically. Uh, and then I was able to build it and I was able to go from there, but it still felt like there was other shit that I wasn't like fucking getting. Like, um, there were like my medical area would shut down for reasons I couldn't understand from time to time. Uh, and like, it just sort of flash up it'd just be like, bling, uh, shut down. And I'm like, Why? Uh, or the Hunter's Hut. The Hunter's Hut apparently only works at night, but it took me fucking forever to work that out. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, why isn't it fucking doing anything? Because I finished building it in the night. And one of the first, like, uh, what are those choices that you have? Cool? I don't know. 
the laws, <laughs> the rule of laws. So have you not gotten that deep into it? Uh, yeah, I have. Um, but yeah, I just wasn't sure what you're talking about. Yes, there's, there's like yeah, laws got- that have come up and every time it's asked me to do it, I've been like, no, nope, this sounds fucking dumb. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, no. you've got you got these rules of rule of laws that you do, and uh, it sort of changes the the nature of your uh, your like colony, yeah. colony, yeah. And uh, yeah, the first one that it asks you to implement is a twenty four hour workday, where you can uh, under times of extreme burden implement a twenty four hour workday. And I literally just done it while I was building this hunter's hut. Uh, and so everyone just worked through the fucking, like, the night and the day and everything was fucking cool. And then the next night, uh, the next day came up and uh, this hunter's hut closed and I had no fucking idea why it was doing that. And it took me forever to work it out uh, that it only worked at night or some shit. Um, it was, that's just, hmm. I, I don't know. Like, it makes sense uh, that they hunt at night. That's fine. Um, I can accept it. It just didn't fucking explain it. Yeah. I didn't see it fucking told to me anywhere. And I don't need my hand held, you know? Like, I just want, like, basic levels of information. And I don't yeah. think that, like, you know, I understand that progression systems in games are leaning heavily on this concept of you learning uh, the ins and outs. And as a survival game, it relies pretty heavily on that concept of you mastering its systems and learning all its its ins and outs so that you can feel like your personal progression exists as you survive longer and longer. But uh, I think, like, uh, deliberately obscuring basic information is the worst way to go about uh, enhancing that. Yeah, like for me, um, the first game that I played, I mm. didn't even re- like. I didn't even realize you could send out workers to go collect um, resources. I-, I was building roads and shit to to like piles of wood oh, to right. try and put. Um, I think there's a like an outpost or something like that, or a gatherer's outpost, or and, and so I was like building roads out to these areas and being like, all right, so I've got to build this thing on top of that and all this sort of thing, like. Like a like building a, a mine in, in Warcraft type stuff, um, uh, so yeah, I didn't I didn't know you could actually just click on stuff. It was just like basic things that the game doesn't really convey clearly to you that you should be doing. Um, yeah, and so then again, I ended up finding myself. All right, well, I'm going to the internet to figure out like what should I be doing? Like, what are the tips this game has? Um, and a lot of them were sort of like, hey, you should just. Focus on building a shitload of workshops really quickly. Yeah. Uh, to upgrade stuff. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, so I've only spent like an hour and a half playing it. And um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll go back to it. I just feel like the 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 game just does a really bad job of explaining. Because uh, there, there seems to be a lot, a lot of systems in play. Um, but it doesn't do a great job of explaining sort of what's going on and what you should be doing from the start. It's just sort of like, hey, here's a information bubble. Uh, and read that and then go because um, like those as you talked about those laws sort of pop up on the screen and when I was reading them it's like alright you can do this but here's all the negative effects and it just didn't it didn't seem worthwhile to me to, to be putting this sort of stuff in there um, so yeah I just didn't see the benefits at all yeah I, uh, I'm in the same place I think I mean I just yeah, it feels too oppressive in its systems for me to struggle through uh, both the systems themselves plus the uh, piss poor 
learning experience to get to a space where I feel confident enough to experiment within the game. And uh, so, yeah, I probably probably won't go back either, which is a bummer. So it reminds me a bit of um, like They Are Billions, which I talked about at the start of this year. Mm -hmm. That is, again, like another survival game, but it's more of like a, a tower defense against zombies. Um, you're surviving against waves of zombies as opposed to the cold. Yeah. Um, and I felt like that did a better job of explaining, like, sort of what was going on and how to um, at least survive. Like, I, I got a really good grasp on that game quite early on, uh, like, what I should be doing. Whereas this one, after an hour and a half, I'm still like, I'm not really sure if I should be going down this track or, like, I don't really understand why my guys are getting sick. Like, yeah. I've got tents. Sorry, I've got um, medical outposts and I've got workers or engineers um, manning them, mm. but they're still getting sick and some of them are now getting gravely ill. And I've got my, like, I seem to be doing things right. Like, I've got my coal coming in. I've got wood coming in. Um, yep. I've got the, the heater on, like, when it tells me to. Um, but yet still people are getting sick and I, I'm like, I don't really know what why why this is happening. Um, and when that stuff starts to go, like, go on, I'm just like, oh, I'm not really having fun now because I seem to be, like, not, I'm not learning, or at least it feels like I need to go watch someone else play it for three hours. <laughs> like, someone that's played a lot of it and put a lot of time into it before I mm. get on seeing how, like, all these systems work. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, it just, to me, feels like it shipped a bit early. It just needed a better way of explaining the game to you. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised it didn't go out in like early access, you know. And uh, did it? I, I don't know if it did, but I, I this is the first time I saw people playing it. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's definitely the sort of game where, like, I feel like if it had gone to early access, uh, like people would be able to tell them that they desperately need to explain it or you know, someone would have fucking mastered it along the way. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it just seems too restricted. What it feels like to me is, like, people are clamoring for something like they are building billions. And, uh, and yeah, this is a reasonable uh, alternative until they can get into that. Yeah. That's what it feels like, you know? Because it's a, like, I think it's a really cool idea. Um, yeah. And an interesting game. It's just like, it's the level of entry seems way too high for me to get into at the moment. To yeah. like, unless I want to spend a good amount of time to playing it. Um, and I just don't have that. Like, I'd like to experience the game early on and be like, oh, yeah, I'm actually enjoying this as opposed to being like, all right, you've got to play 10 hours of this game before you start enjoying it. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. The other game we got is uh, Battletech, which showed up in my... Um, they're like the two games that sort of came out the last week, Battletech and, and Frostpunk. Um, yeah. I picked up both of them. I haven't played Battletech yet. Um, yeah. Because I sort of... I had a choice between which one to install, and I think Battletech is like 50 gig or something like that. Um, I don't think it's that big. I don't know. It came uh, up. And, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I've seen... I wanted to check out Frostpunk because it seemed really unique and interesting. Whereas Battletech to me seemed like a um, sort of like an XCOM type game. Yeah. Um, and I figured that, you know, I can 
wait for that a bit and check it out. But maybe I made the wrong decision. Did I? Uh, yeah, maybe. I'm um, just looking now. It's 25 gigs. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Um, <laughs> 50, 25, same thing. Same thing. Um, I really like it. I mean, so at the moment, I've found that it needs a... Um, a he desperately needs an update because it's got... I don't know. It's fucking hammering my graphics card. Um, it's because it's the same thing that PUBG was doing a while back, actually. Uh, it's got uncapped frame rates in the menus. Right. And uh, my graphics card apparently takes that to mean a green light to go as fast as fucking possible so that I can get, you know, 400 frames on a static screen. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not working out so good for me at the moment um so yeah I, i'm not trying to like it, it's actually like actually overheating my pc but only in menus uh it's goofy and so i have taken a break until they release just a frame rate cap i'll just cap it at 60 because my monitor only goes to 60 anyway so what the fuck is the difference and um yeah other than that though that like it only happens in menus i just my main problem is i really want to spend a lot of time in the menus pouring over shit because the way it works is uh you are you're, you're a fucking mech warrior you're a fucking mech warrior pilot uh rolling around doing mech warrior shit and it seems like it's got a lot of fucking juice to it um so you start off, you learn the fucking, the ins and outs of being this MechWarrior pilot and uh, everything's cool. Um, there's some storyline shit going on and, you know, you're betrayed and uh, you're busted down to like the lowest of the low. Basically, this, you're roped into this group of mercs and uh, that's it, right? And uh, so... It is XCOM. It's very XCOM, uh, which is, but it, like it still like it's been fucking shit. Like n- nearly two decades since I played BattleTech, uh, and it's tough for me to remember everything. But my fucking gut reaction is that they've nailed this. Uh, like just like. It feels right. It feels like they've gotten everything correct. And there's no reason to think that they've gotten anything wrong. Uh, it, so you, you basically, you put on these massive maps. Um, a lot of, like, it feels like even a lot of the time you're encouraged to like roam from one encounter to the next. Like it's, it's not even you like loading screen to a new encounter. You will go from one massive encounter and then walk your way over to the next massive encounter. Uh, and it feels like it makes, it gives this scale to the world. Cause then you realize that you're in these massive, like 60 tons, uh, walking robot, which is like giant in and of itself. And so the amount of space you're like covering in these mission missions is huge. And, uh, yeah, that like it's got this great sense of scale um then there's like yeah i don't know i think they're they're trying to stick to battle tech so i didn't notice uh anything in particular like anything outside of the i guess the formula Mm. um it if we accept that uh like tactic tactical games uh turn-based tactics games 
drew heavily on tabletop tactical games like BattleTech, then like there's a lot similar. There's nothing particularly different. It's mostly just about streamlining the little stuff and uh, implementing fantastic uh, scenarios without the need to like physically own pieces and shit like that, you know? Um, and so from that perspective, it it's by the numbers for a XCOM style game. It like, it does everything you'd expect. You have move, uh, you can move, you shoot, uh, you end turn. Uh, it's got a little bit of a like, uh, bit different because you've got different weight classes of mechs. Uh, so you got light and medium and heavy tank, uh, mechs mm-hmm. you might have assault mechs uh those are the those are the fucking 100 tonners those are the big fucking the giant ones i'm not even sure if there are assault mechs in this i would love to see them um but yeah like you've got those and you sort of you have to wait like your initiative only kicks in once your weight class is up right so light text uh, light mechs get to go first which makes sense right so the way a turn will go is if you your team has initiative, your light mechs will go first, and then their light mechs will go before your medium mechs. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. So then your medium mechs will go and so on, so on, so on, so on. Um, I do have, like, I've got a bit of a problem. Uh, it will, it renders, it, like, uh, not renders, it, like, uh, animates all these turns and I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about the movements of a tank, like a tiny fucking tank, uh, as a light vehicle. It will, like, if I'm fighting six of them, all six of them will be animated moving around. Just fucking skip, skip forward. It wastes a lot of time with stupid shit like that. That's why, uh, one of the first things you need to do is turn off cinematic fucking, uh, the cinematic camera options because it'll fucking it'll zoom in and like show you different angles and all this kind of shit uh, like it's a fucking Steven Seagal movie or some shit like it's crazy for that shit it goes way over the top so uh, just turn them off because you know what the fuck happened you, your mech blew up another fucking mech it was awesome it was fucking awesome so don't worry about it. Use some imagination. If this was a tabletop game, you wouldn't even get to see the arm explode off or whatever. Um, yeah. So it wastes a lot of time, but it plays really good. It feels really good to play. And uh, I can, yeah, as soon as I can cap the fucking frame rate, I'm going to destroy, I'm going to waste so much time of my own in it. Um, yeah. would definitely, if like, there was a there was a mod for XCOM, I think, that was like a anti time wasting mod, right? It was like one of the first first mods released, if I recall correctly, uh, like on the Steam Workshop and shit. They went like went straight to fucking no more time wasting or something. It might even just be called no more time wasting. I don't know. Um, it, that's what BattleTech needs. That BattleTech needs something to strip all the bullshit away from this fucking game, uh, so that you can get to the core part of mechs shooting mechs but uh other than that i love it like absolutely love it um it looks like it feels like it's got a good story the menu like uh instead of having an underground bunker everything takes place on your um your jump ship 
And so you've got like research and Mac Bay and like all that kind of shit where you like do repairs and all this kind of stuff. You got to manage your money because you're a Merc outfit. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's got me super excited for more MechWarrior stuff. Like, it's crazy to think that we went through a massive period of time where there just wasn't any, uh, except for MechWarrior Online, which I don't like. So what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Anyway, I ha- you should jump in. You should really definitely jump in. Yeah, it sounds like I've made the wrong decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, I think I chose that other game, Frostpunk, because I figured you'd already had Battletech, so I was like, oh, I'll play that. And then, True. And then I looked at the Steam list, and you'd got Frostpunk as well, so I was like, oh, fuck. Ruined. Mm. Everything's ruined. Oh, maybe. Um, next time. We'll play it next week, and we can talk about it. I'll, yep. Yeah, I'll just... I think there's a way to... There might be a way, like, surely, it's... Is it made in Unity? If it's made in Unity, you can probably just any file cap the frame rate anyway. And I might just do that over the weekend. Because I really want to fucking spend my weekend playing it. That's what, playing um, Battletech is how I wasted most of my fucking public holiday day off. Anzac Day. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Should we talk about Battle... Uh, not Battletech. We just talked about that. Uh, Darwin Project. Yeah. Darwin Project is... Um, it's a last man standing game. Yeah. Uh, I think I, you know, I talked about last the, week. the right. distinction uh, last week. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a last man standing game. I've gotten into it a bit more now. Um, played like played a bit more, and uh, it's it's. I'm seeing the fun a lot more. You know, like you've got this. It is. It's very much last man standing, but. Um, so not battle royale is what I'm getting at here. It's yeah. not a battle royale, but uh, yeah, as you roll around, you just sort of you get a better understanding of um, the way. Uh, like it's about outthinking your opponents because uh, because of the tracking mechanism, uh, you get to see how they move because you can see them wherever they are. You can see it like you can just. It's basically a wall hack. You can see them wherever the fuck they are. They're just running around and shit. Hmm. Um, and thanks to that, you can sort of follow them and see what they do and like keep track of them in that sense. And uh, it's really interesting like from that perspective. The, the director is another way that you can watch. Like uh, I had a couple of games and then jumped in as director and a lot of the same names were popping up. And so uh, I was... Interest. It was very interesting to see how they play the game from the get go because, uh, yeah, it's just uh, they like they all do different things and it reminds me a lot of um, of the SPGs in World of Tanks. Uh, that different perspective, you know. Like, I love when a game gives you the opportunity to view from a different perspective, or you know, even like the replay system in. Uh, PUBG, like this idea that you're no longer bound to your own personal experience mm-hmm. uh, for playing the game. Like it's so, there's so much variety in how people approach a different situation. Like when I saw a game of the Darwin Project, I'll immediately uh, grab two wood and two leather and I'll make myself a fur coat because uh, the whole game takes place in this winter frozen wasteland and cold damage is actually a big deal that you have to deal with um 
so if like I can get a little bit of resistance to the cold, then it will take a little bit longer before I have to actually worry about it. Um, and yeah, you watch other people and they just don't even, they don't give a fuck. Like they'll just hold onto a, some sticks so they can build a fire when they absolutely need to. And like a couple of times that might wind up, like might be while they're in the middle of a firefight and they'll still just do it because, uh, you die instantly if you, um, if you run out of cold, I think. Yeah. Uh, so they'll just get it done. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's really opened my eyes to the, uh, options available in the game, you know, like, people building traps and shit you can build traps and you get stuck for a second but you're also uh, marked up so everyone in the, in the game can then see you you're tracked for everyone basically if you mm. hit a trap and uh so yeah trapping people becomes a pretty interesting like facet of the game as uh, like players get better and better like in fortnite you can like, build buildings and then put a trap in your building yes brilliant perfect um endless yeah you build endless sets of stairs um yeah no um it just made me appreciate it a lot more so i don't know just wanted to chuck that out there yeah it's a bit more interesting i think i was a little uh i don't know quick to dismiss it as uh plain but there's there's a bit, that bit going on yeah hmm. anyway uh you're playing the worst game in the world am i yeah detroit Oh, no, I didn't know we were finished with Darwin Project. I was going to ask you, um, is, like, are you playing on PC? Uh, yeah, playing on PC. Okay, uh, uh, local servers, or? I believe they are local servers. All the voices that I was hearing were Aussie, so. All right. Pretty sure, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Does it have uh, duos or squads, or is it just. It's got duos. Much? It's got duos now. It just okay. recently added duos. All right, maybe I'll uh, check it out. It's free to play. So. Check it out, yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Detroit. I um, I went to a preview event um, this week. Yep. Was it this week? I think it was this week. Monday. Um, yeah, it was Monday. Fuck, because it was on Monday and the embargo was like five hours after the event, so that was fun. Um, meanwhile, the rest of the world got to see it like a week or two ago and plenty of time to prepare. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Detroit we talked about before. It is a uh, another David Cage game. The team behind um, uh, games like Heavy Rain, uh, Beyond Two Souls. Um, we've talked about it extensively on this show. Um, I liked uh, Heavy Rain to a point. Like I think it had a good idea. Um, just the acting was a bit shit, and the way the story sort of wrapped up. Writing. Yeah, yeah, uh, and you know it was a narrative. Uh, cinematic game so the acting and the writing were pretty important yeah so. exactly right is it um, and that's kind of the thing with with Beyond Two Souls right is I think they did a lot better job in terms of the acting and, and sort of performance work in that but the story was shit and so when you're having like narrative games like this hmm. that heavily involve on telling a really good story with good acting and you know good performances and that sort of stuff like if the gameplay, and because there is such little gameplay, if it's not, in, like, if the story and that sort of stuff is not very good, then, like, why are you playing, why are you playing it for them? Um, yeah, so it's just, like, that kind of whole thing just falls apart if, if the, I think the narrative is just shit. Um, 
because that's something it really needs to stand on top of, right? And um, yeah, so that hasn't really happened for the last, well, the, the last two David Cage games that we've played that have been on sort of like this sort of uh, generation of consoles, the uh, PlayStation 3 and um, I think, th- th- yeah, this will be the first PlayStation 4 one that they're, they're bringing out. Um, Beyond was a PlayStation 3 game that was on PlayStation 4, but it was like a port. Yeah. Um, or it came along later on. So, yeah, this one has been in development for five years now. Um, it seems like they're taking a lot more influence from the Heavy Rain sort of thing, where you've got multiple characters um, and you're sort of transferring backwards and forwards between them, as opposed to um, Beyond where you were playing uh, Ellen Page's character, um, who I can't remember her name of, and then Aiden, which was the like entity that she yeah. had with her. It was like this supernatural type theme thing. Um, and with that one, yeah, I just felt like it was a bit too restrictive. Like your choices that you made in that game didn't feel like they had much of an impact on the world. Whereas in, I, I feel like in Heavy Rain, it, it seemed like it had more influence. Like you could have entire characters that would die and that storyline would just completely um, disappear or change up. Um, Cause I remember when we, we, we did a, a show on that game uh, many, many years ago and we, I, I think most of us had completely different experiences in that game, um, yeah. and we had endings that that played out differently. But it was the way that um, it sort of told some of those endings and sort of played tricks on you that we had issues with. Um, yeah. But other than that, like I felt like it had a really interesting concept. Um, and if they can sort of iron those parts of the game out, then yeah, I feel like if they could do something interesting with it. Um, and this is the second. I think it's the second time I've played. Uh, yeah, it's the second time I've played uh, Detroit. It's the third time that I've seen it in action. Um, and the other two times we've seen it is, which is the one everyone's kind of, kind of seen, I guess, is the hostage situation scene, where you play, um, or, or there's a character who is a uh, an android, um, and he's tasked with uh, sort of hunting down other androids who have gone deviant that are that are sort of disobeying their programs and like weird shit is going on with them um and so that that sort of scene plays out where you go into this apartment and this this android's taken um a kid hostage and and killed its its owners um yeah so that 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 um that seems to be the actual start of the game so they told us that uh we saw the first three hours um i don't know if there's going to be like a little buffer in between sort of set up the story or like a little um Sometimes they'll they'll tell you like oh yeah this is the start of the game but they'll throw in like a little weird bit at the start where um, they don't want to spoil a bit of it so I'm not too sure but anyway that was the first bit that I played um, yep. so I'd already actually played that bit in the past uh, so I did do it a little bit differently um, to what I had done previously uh, which is the third different type of way I played it so the first time I played it I was like pretty much um, 100% on the ball did everything correctly ended up playing through saving the robot, saving the little girl, um, all that fun jazz. And um, the second time that I went through it is I fucked everything up. Everything went to shit. Like, little girl got killed, fucking robot died, all all this terrible stuff. Uh, This time I ended up doing it um, a little bit differently. Not to, like, I I actually tried to play properly and I fucked up along the way somewhere uh, with the choices that I made and ended up, falling off the building with the robot while saving the girl. So that, um, that was an interesting choice. But anyway, so that was with the, um, 
one of the characters who's Connor. Um, they showed us um, another scene with uh, Kara, who is the the uh, android that we saw in the very first demo, um, like four years back when they were showcasing like their performance capture work. Um, who's being brought across into this game? Uh, she is like a um, in this like world. It's set in like 2038. Everybody's kind of got these android robots that um, help them in their day to day lives. And the idea is that, like, all right, there's, um, you know, possibly they're talking about, like, things about, like, discrimination and, yep. uh, um, you know, do these robots maybe so- sort of have some sort of learning capability? Like, they're starting to do weird things and, and that sort of hostage situation sort of thing is kind of opening up to that idea. Like, are they actually learning or are they maybe is this part of their programming or is there something actually going wrong with their programming? Um, that's sort of like the, the themes that the game is exploring. Um, but so Kara is this, um, this, this Android that's in a household with an abusive father and, um, her daughter. And she ends up, uh, like awakening basically back in a store after having her memory wiped. Um, and that's because she's been damaged and, and, uh, sort of being abused by this guy that owns her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're playing that character and, and exploring sort of her situation, what's going on. And then the third character they introduce, which is one I haven't really seen much of, um, which is Marcus. He is a, uh, he's sort of like an aide to, um, well, what's his name? Uh, I've forgotten his name. <laughs> his name in the game is Carl, but he's played by Lance Henriksen, um, who is in a bunch of, Films. Uh, I think he's probably most what known for films like Alien. Aliens. He plays um, uh, what's the robot in Aliens? Um, Bishop. Bishop. He plays Bishop. How did you forget Bishop's name? <sighs> I have not slept much in the last like two days. So I'm, how much I'm Bishop come do you need to see? Yeah. <laughs> in your life to remember Bishop's name forever. So for once, he's not playing a robot. Well, as far as we know, he's not playing a robot. Um, what? So yeah, why he- the fuck would you get? What? All right, go on. Keep no, I'm saying I don't know if maybe he is a robot. Because <laughs> he's remember like the, the whole twisty bit in in Aliens yeah. was him being a robot. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's he's uh he's looked after by Marcus. Um. Because Carl doesn't have use of his legs, and uh, Carl is an artist who's very successful at his job, and uh and quite wealthy. So he's sort of looking at three different perspectives of how these androids are being used, and uh, their lifestyles and sort of what's going on in the world. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's like from what I've seen so far, I'm actually really digging like what they're trying to do. Um, the gameplay is not necessarily that much different to what we've seen in the past. It's like interacting with objects, uh, moving the sort of right stick to pick up items or open doors or, you know, move it around in a circle to do things with, within the world. Um, or holding like left trigger and, and triangle to pick up an object. Um, there's a, like a Batman investigation type detective scene that Connor uses, um, sort of like finding objects within the world, uh, looking forward through time and then sort of finding other objects, putting them together in this recreation and seeing how the scene plays out. And then maybe that leads you to, um, an object that's, you know, oh, this guy was shot, but, why was he shot? Oh, okay, he was holding an iPad, 
and that iPad fell down behind the couch. And you find that iPad after reconstructing this this scene, and uh, and then you go find the iPad, and it turns out that oh, all right, well here's a bit of information that the story's trying to tell me, um, and that's got to do with sort of the incent the incentives behind this Android was sort of why he's doing his thing. Um, so that's kind of like the big gameplay change or addition that I've seen them put into this sort of thing. But otherwise, it's pretty pretty basic adventure game uh, sort of stuff that they've had in the last couple last couple of games. Um, it looks really pretty. It's really nice looking game. Uh, the the actual animations and sort of the performance work I think is really well done. Um, it's a huge step up to some of the stuff they've done previously. It looks really fucking good. And um, I think the acting is a lot better than what they've done in the past. Um, like, I didn't necessarily have, uh, like, as far as I can recall, many issues with um, Beyond Two Souls, apart from the fact that it just, the story was just utter garbage. Yeah. Um, but at least this one, I feel like they're trying to tell something that's interesting. Um, like, the idea of having these androids possibly being able to learn or have some sort of like AI consciousness or something like that. And sort of where that story is going, um, does seem really interesting to me. Um, but again, like at the end of the day, if the story is no good and the story falls apart, then the rest of it sort of comes down with it. Right. Because why, why are you really playing it for? Yeah. Um, the other thing is like the choices that they make in the game, I think is really interesting. So when they first uh, announced the game, they had this um, in the trailer, like, oh, they sort of show you the different paths and branches that the story can kind of go down. Um, yeah. And and I remember when they showed that, we uh, we talked about that in particular and we're like, that would be really cool if that was in the game. Um, and it is. It's actually something that, sh- that comes up at the end of each chapter. There'll be like a, a flow chart and a breakdown of the path that you took to get to the point at the end of that right. chapter. Um, and like, hey, here are all the objectives that you've done or here are all the objects that you found. Uh, and that led you down this path. But hey, look at all this other shit that you didn't find. Uh, and it won't necessarily tell you what it is that you need to find, but it'll break down like, hey, here's the eight other different endings to this, this part of the chapter. Um, and then what happens is, all right, uh, you've done that particular chapter, but then you move on to the next bit when you come back to that player. And then it again zooms like back out, like, all right, here's that chapter you did before. Here's the chapter you've done now. And again, it sort of has this, this breakdown again of like, here's what your choices you made last time. Here's the choices that sort of led onto that and affected what you did last time combined with what you've done this time. And this is where this is now ended up. And then you can actually go back to a past save point and, um, make different decisions and see like where that sort of takes you down in terms of your path. So I think that's, that's really cool. cool. Yeah. Like it's a nice way of saying like, um, it's cause of that, that idea of like we talked about in like mass effect, right. Where it's it sort of all these decisions kind of came to a point, like it felt like you were making decisions in that game, but ultimately it, you weren't really doing anything at the end of it. It just sort of ended up in three distinct points. Um, yeah. And that seems like this is trying to showcase that, like, all right, there's some actual, there's things that are going on here that will completely affect your story. Um, and when I finished my play session, one of the other guys we were with, uh, we were talking about some of the decisions we made, and he had something happen in his game which I did not expect could happen. And yeah. um, 
yeah, I was like, oh, okay, fucking hell, fair enough. All right, <laughs> you did that. And it completely changed up his game a lot. Um, so I was quite surprised by that, especially, you know, considering where we're at in that story. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Um, but again, like, if the story is no good, then, yeah, I, then I don't know what we're going to be doing with it because that's kind of the thing it's relying on, right, is that it needs to be a good story. Yeah, I mean, that like it, it all really hinges on that. It looks like they've got some decent actors, so mm. that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it will literally just hinge on yeah whether or not the story actually plays out, but like... It's it's a danger it's a dangerous like dangerous area to roll down. I mean, we had Blade Runner twenty forty one yeah last year. I mean, could, like oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> that that be that's just rough. Be like making a fucking cowboy game this year, right? Mm. Like. You're like, oh, cool, yeah. Oh, we got this cool cowboy game coming out. Anyone else making a cowboy game? Um, just Rockstar. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, like, you're only competing with Blade Runner. That's all on the subject of, yeah, whether or not robot, like, AI can, like, become human. Good good luck on that one. Good yeah. luck. I'm beating them out. Yeah. And I, I saw, like, some of the other people we were with were talking afterwards, and they were like, oh, you know, like, it's, it does that thing again where there's sort of objects within the world that you can interact with. And it's just, you feel like, well, why am I doing this? Um, yeah. you know, like in the one particular scene with, uh, when, with Kara, when you first get back to your house, um, with, with the, um, Todd, who's the dad, um, and Alice, you, you know, you get back there and the place is a mess because she hasn't been around. She's been getting repaired and he's yeah. like, all right, well clean the place up. And then so you start picking up um, uh, rubbish off the floor, cleaning the dishes, like wiping down the table, taking the rubbish out, like that sort of stuff. And like one of the guys is like, well, what, you know, sort of like, I didn't see that, like I'm doing this like really random shit. And it's like, well, you didn't have to do that. Like the, the, the choice is there for you to do it, but you don't have to. You can go do something else. Like you can completely ignore him and go down a different path of the game. And I think that's where the game like when you go back to that flow chart, that's when you can sort of see those choices. Like, oh, okay, well, I didn't actually have to do that shit, but I chose to do that. Yeah, like that. that's certainly very interesting, but like it does sort of raise the question of whether or not they're like how they incentivize you. Uh, because like if your only incentive is to tick off uh, a path down like from from the game's post chapter, um, I don't know, spreadsheet. Mm. Like, I don't know if that's actually going to be very compelling, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's, yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, Detroit come here and it's out next month. I am, mm. I'm interested to play it. Like I'm hoping. I'm definitely interested there. to play it. Definitely yeah. interested to play it, but Yeah. Yeah, the the track record of the last two has been iffy. <laughs> yeah. Like and um, you know, and, and when when there's been games like um, Until Dawn, I feel like I've done a better job because I I really liked 
until dawn and like the story it told i thought it went a bit silly towards the end but still i had a lot of fun with it yeah um and if it can do a similar thing um because i feel like this is until dawn was a silly horror game and it knew it was a silly horror game whereas this these types of david cage games are very like down to earth sort of the, the tone of it is super serious yeah um so yeah it's uh like most of that fun is kind of it's it's not there. They're just like, all right, this is what we're trying to tell. And if they do it really poorly, then yeah, it's not going to be any good. So yeah, totally. Anyway, yeah, I'm still I'm still ex- excited to play it. And probably, or it may let me down, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, PUBG Australia Invitational. That's oh yeah, that's it. It's on now. The PUBG. Australia Invitation. We talked about that. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on here. Um, we were pretty uh, hesitant or we weren't sure about this competition. Um, pessimistic. Coming we were up, pessimistic. <laughs> yeah, leading up to it, there's a lot of weird shit going on. A lot of weird shit going on. <laughs> um, there was like, so it's it's run by a, uh, for, as far as I can tell, like a, a Chinese organization who are yep. hosting it in Australia. Um, I'm, I'm guessing, and I'm not, this is just me speculating. It's for, it may have something to do with, uh, just games over there in general, like the government or something. I don't know. Some weird thing like that. It just seems really weird for a Chinese organization to be like, we're going to host this game over here in Australia. My (laughs) gut, my gut feeling is that it's, it's probably easy to get, um, visas into australia than it is to get visas into china because getting a visa into china is a fucking nightmare mm. uh and they probably didn't want to have to go through organizing all of that although the desperate irony is that three chinese teams failed to get visas into australia yeah uh which surely could not be what they wanted to have happen considering they are a chinese organization <laughs> uh. yeah and we were yeah. like talking about it was just weird things like the the way that the tournament was being organized leading up to it um, uh, with, like, teams being involved and, like, the lack of communication from them, the website wasn't being updated, just all this random shit that was going on. And uh, we were like, well, I'm putting my money down and nobody gets paid on this thing. Um, Because that's the kind of way it felt like it was going. Like, like all these teams would turn up. And yep. it'd be an empty fucking stadium. Uh-huh, we got your money or something. Like all the sponsors that put their money down. Yeah. Um, that has not happened at all. No. They've put on an actually decent tournament. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like it is looking really fucking good. The stadium setup is cool as fuck. And yeah, it's it's interesting. We were completely it's- wrong. We were Apart 100. From the well, bit where people maybe <laughs> could not get paid, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know if people are getting paid, but uh, they've certainly put on a fucking production and a half. Uh, like an error, not getting uh, you and me to uh, to host it, like host it, because fucking who else would you get? Obviously, but uh, yeah, and also an error in not getting stabbies to fucking cast it because. Uh, he is. He is our the Australian voice of fucking PUBG. But uh, yeah, other than that, like I actually think the casters are generally doing a pretty decent job. They're mm-hmm. like they're getting a fucking oh man, I had enough of hearing them talk up the Aussie teams. The Aussie teams doing very well, but I am tired of hearing 
fucking they're very blatant pro aussie uh like tilt on literally everything they have to say um like come on like there's a shitload of teams here and uh like there are some fucking awesome players i had no idea like I wasn't giving any of the other teams that much respect, to be honest, obviously, because we only look at, like, local generally, uh, and it's even harder because of the language barrier and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, some of these dudes have got fucking awesome shooters. Uh, JDG, I think, in particular, and 4AM. I think everyone knows, like, about... 4AM. But, like, everyone in the scene knows about 4AM because they got... Um, a former League of Legend pro playing for them, and they're quite good. Uh, they're obviously taking it very seriously. Yeah, at 4 a.m. Um, we're in the Star Ladder series with uh, Athletico. Yeah, Athletico, that was yeah. Was it. And so they um, they were in top ten for Angry Men. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, well, it's not happening today. Fucking Athletico, I haven't picked. They're fucking Athletico hammering. They're yeah. number one. They were number one at the end of day one. So there's two days of. Um, team-based so there's 10 10 team games uh there was a full day of uh solo solos mm. in first person uh must have been like a i don't know uh tip of the hat to the western hosts of yeah. the tournament because yeah. generally over here we only play first person but in china they generally only play third um so the team games are in third person the solos are in first um, Tainted Minds, um, Tainted Sub actually took that out. Sub Slayer mm-hmm. uh, took out the first person, which was pretty cool. Uh, he played really well. Um, and yeah, like you could tell that the um, the Southeast Asian teams and the Chinese teams were struggling with the Switch. Uh, but of course you are. Like it's tough. You are used to so much more information. Yeah. Uh, the big surprise, though, is that Atletico are fucking smashing. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, well, they they had like a five hundred point lead at the end of day one, uh, and that that is basically they could come dead last yeah. and s- still be well in the running mm-hmm. for first place. Um, they didn't though. They came second. And they're doing in well the first game. They came second in the first game of the day. They are now 700 points in front of second place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If they place highly in this one, they just it's got knocked out. Done. They come in fourth at the moment. Fourth. Fucking hell. That's crazy. Uh, if 4 a.m. don't win this round, I don't know if they. No, they just got killed. Or not. So 4 a.m. got killed at. Uh, they, I think they just came third. Wow. So for I am third, uh, Atletico look like they just knocked out it. It's like the end of the round at the moment. I've got it on. <laughs> Sorry. That's bananas. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, then. It's two games this, left. Yeah. It's over. It, well, it's it? not over, but it's hard. Like, a first <laughs> place finish is about. Um, so you're going to probably get about between 600, 700 points um, with a decent amount of kills. So, you know. If if Atletico really fuck it up these last two, yeah, I mean that that's that they if they just rank tank they can probably fucking win the whole thing. They probably well they get five kills versus six kills from four a.m. That means yeah, no great difference. There's only fifty points difference outside of um, 
between third and fourth, right? So yeah. So first place, um, the difference between first and second is 150 points, um, and then they're doing 25 points per kill, which is ex- it's very high. Um, yeah. We're still seeing a lot of uh, difference between points kills in competitions. Like uh, yeah. I think it was Starlight uh, I series was doing uh, 20 points per kill, and if yeah. I recall, no, uh, PGL was no PGL was 20. Yeah, and Starlight was really Star- low, wasn't Star- it? Was it was like six like, or some yeah, shit. Six or eight. Yeah. Um, so this one's jacked it up even higher. They're still trying to find the balance. Like, yep. Yeah, um, I, I think, think the this, higher I think ones is good. Twenty-five, I think, is actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean, maybe a little too high, uh, but like because you can negate if you get six more kills than um, than first place, then you have negated. Mm their advantage the, the placing right you've out but that's six kills it's not like six, six kills isn't insignificant right like that's that's a that's gunning you're going for kills right so yeah i don't know man like i think 25 is pretty good it's yeah. a pretty good spot like t- plus 20 is definitely i think has to be it but um yeah it looks like athletico are, are doing really like have got a fucking good line on the win uh they just yeah they just have to rank tank uh and they can fucking they can do it all they can take it out which would be fucking epic yeah um yeah which is awesome tainted mines just won that one right yeah i think that's the first good game they played yeah they aren't even they weren't even in the top 10 at the end of yesterday so yeah um yeah they were having they were struggling pretty pretty hardcore with the third person switch um and but, that's, uh, looks- that's the funny thing, right, is that uh, the the original team, so they did a qualified rounds, um, yeah. and the original teams, the three that were in, that got through that couldn't get here because of visa issues, um, yeah. they replaced them with three Australian teams, yeah. uh, which were Chiefs, Atletico, and Tainan Mines. So the team that's been replaced by the, uh, the Asian teams that couldn't make it here is currently winning the tournament. Yeah, yeah, one of the replacement teams, one of the sub-teams. Is uh is currently winning it all. And, but I, uh, I think, correct- sorry, I think that uh, Atletico couldn't didn't make it because they were was it were they across the world playing in the other series? Is that what happened? No, they just didn't fucking show up at the qualifiers. Oh, okay. I think they missed one of the qualifiers because they were at Starlight and yeah, then they didn't show up at the like they came fourth, I think. At yeah. the one they did show up to. So what you can see. But that's um that's uh, Linksy and Neferhor yes. are on Athletico. Those are the two dudes we had on our PUBG special podcast, if you haven't listened to it. Um, yeah, super knowledgeable and, and, like, great to talk to. So Really good uh, guys, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going well. I, I said it on Twitter, fucking nine hours. Mm. Nine hours for six games of PUBG is ridiculous it yeah. literally can only take 35 minutes for a fucking round so that is three and a half hours tops right it shouldn't be a nine hour broadcast yeah that's fucking insanity they've um i think they gotten better the these last two days the first day i was, think so man was terrible it was like an hour and a half between each game it seems to be sped up now are you sure because what are we at now Three and a half hours, apparently. Yeah, and this is the end of game two. As well, yeah. technically game three, because they have the warm-up game. Oh, okay. Did they have a warm-up game today? Yeah, practice game. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. 
Uh, well, yeah, no, then they're definitely doing better. Uh, I'm like, uh, if they're three and a half hours in, they've only played two games, I do not think they're doing better. But uh, yeah, if they've had three, then they're doing okay. I mean, still, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I do not, I think you could probably crack out a fucking five game tournaments in seven hours. Mm. Yeah. And it shouldn't, and that, that's, that's intro and outro and, uh, practice, a warm up game and the fucking lot. It shouldn't be, yeah. Well, there's no filler content, right? That's the thing. When, when we've been watching the, the PGL and Starlight stuff, they had a lot of filler content. They had, True. um, analysts talking. Um, they had interviews with team members. Like, we're not getting any of that here. Um, yeah. Apart from, like, the end of the game, they're doing some, like, highlights and then, um, scoreboard sort of stuff and then like a little bit of talking about the game um, and I think that's just mainly got to do with the fact that they don't have much talent um, to be able to produce that stuff Yeah. so they're, they're just sort of relying on what they've got but then again like I, I'm not getting um, you know rather than playing to alright the game's finished let's start the next one there's like this giant sort of gap in between um, like an hour and a half, I think, or an hour gap. Yeah. Which is taking... And I've, I've been hearing that the players aren't allowed to play in between rounds either. Yeah. So, that's that's not good. They, like, they can't even warm up or anything, or keep warm, you know? Like, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but otherwise, like, I think w- when we, start, we first started talking about PUBG stuff, I think one of the concerns you had was how do you fit all these players into one venue. And I think that problem's been solved. Um, that, the, the last, yep. yeah, the last like four big tournaments that I've watched, I feel like I've got a, a really good grasp on how to um, present it, or at least everybody seems to be doing it a little bit differently. You've got those, um, like this one seems to be very uh, uh, like showy. Like it, there's, there's lights and shit going on. You had like yep. Star Ladder, which was, they had that giant runway. Um, PGL is a bit more low key. They just had it, people in a fucking room, just sort of set up on desk. But um, yeah, I think that issue has has been fixed. Like being able to set up all these people in one room, it seems like they've got it down pat at the moment. It's the uh, presenting it, um, which I think PGL did the best by having twenty streams going, um, totally. and uh, and having like the filler content and that sort of stuff, which needs to be fixed up and uh, apart from the stuff that needs to be fixed within the game so it, I think it's getting there man I think it's really fun to watch really good yeah yeah I mean I, I know I said it'll never be an esport I'm happy to be proven wrong um yeah it's um I don't know it's it's good it's good like it's actually really entertaining to watch and yeah I think it was the it was the logistical issue that I, was my biggest concern uh, for it ever working out and yeah it does seem like they've solved it so mm. yeah. so it says here next game starts in 10 minutes so yeah I feel like they're speeding it up a little bit yeah that's definitely a lot faster yeah. um, um, there were some cool highlights though uh, I think MVP may go to uh, Heifer at the end of this I think I think it should yeah <laughs> uh, I, I clipped out a play of him just yeah, going huge, uh, taking out three players. Uh, he won that game as well in uh, traditional PUBG fashion, uh, where the other player was was it Pathogen? I think. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, a Pathogen player was down the bottom of a cliff 
had no way to get up the cliff, uh, but was managing to stay inside the zone. And uh, they just had to wait for the timer to count down so that he uh, would die to the blue zone. Mm. And that's basically what happened. Uh Yeah. Yeah, and this is the same game that... So they ended up winning that Hef 1 3v1 against the other team uh, in amazing fashion. But then earlier on in that game... (laughs) Uh, Neff, who, yeah, as Joe said before, was on the podcast, ended up dying in the red zone. Yeah. Um, he got hit by the red zone twice. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Which is, yeah. like, that, uh, the, the red zone in the game, like, we talk about it a lot. I think there's some uses for it, but in a pro game, yeah. um, it shouldn't be on at all. No. Uh, I posted a screenshot of... And I think they've been tweaking, like, circle settings or something, but they... Like, the red zone should not have been there at that stage of the game. 1,000%. Uh, yeah, it definitely shouldn't have been there. Uh, that one was, yeah, that was crazy. Um, yeah, if, if you look on Luke's Twitter, you'll see it. It is bananas. It is basically the entirety of the safe area the, inside the white circle. Like, I'd say 80% of it is red. <laughs> like... What 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 are you supposed to do there, Brendan Green? What are your options, mate? Uh, I saw I saw Neff got a bunch of Twitter messages. I did it as well, saying like, "Hey, you're a bad player." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, there was a, a interview, and um, Brendan Green said, "If you die to the red zone, you're a bad player." Mm. Um, yeah, ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's been a good tournament. Um, there's yeah some some things that. Need some working out. I, I think that, yeah, m- me and you should host that. Uh, if they'd hired us to host it, they, I could have, like, spell-checked everything as well. Yeah. Which, uh, you They know. spelled game wrong the first day. It was like... They spelled game wrong. <laughs> and not only that, they spelled it wrong on the same page, like, eight times. Yeah. Yeah, they just copy-pasted it all the way down. Uh, there was another one where, like, they were showing... I don't know what they were showing, but they were showing, like, randoms playing. Yeah. And uh, the guy they were highlighted on... What was his name? It was like... Oh, man. It was something very uh, provocative. I can't remember what it was. It was clear, like, that... Yeah, I don't know what... I don't know what they were doing. I found it. Slob on my knob 69. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, is who they were showcasing. That's a name. Uh, in one of these. Um, yeah. It was, it was bananas. Um, yeah. We could have even shoutcasted, I feel like. Oh, I th- yeah. Get a... We could be, be like... Be Stabbies. Co- Do it. Yeah. We could be like color and uh, Stabbies on the play-by-play. Yeah. We'll just sit there talking shit, trying to get him to swear. And, oh, no. Uh, he's getting on the motorbike again. Let's land poorly. <laughs> yeah exactly we can we can totally do this um but yeah anyway uh also they didn't archive the first day the okay. fucking first uh first person one so that one it's gone forever anyway uh good stuff though like actually a, a really big fan and i hope we see more stuff like it um even if it isn't third person because apparently we can win at that so mm. i don't give a fuck now yeah, $150,000 tournament, this one. So, yeah. it's pretty big. It's awesome. Yeah. But it's in Melbourne, so, huh, be shit. Uh, a little bit shit. Could be better. Could, uh, could, could be in Homebush. Uh. Could, um, yeah, probably probably further than Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what else we got? Sure. I think that's it. 
That's it? Yeah. That is it. All right. News. News. What do we got? Uh, Campo Santo has joined Valve. Uh, the developers behind some of your favorite games, Joe. Yep. Some of your... Name one of them. Um, uh, no, nah, I can't. They've only made one. Um, Firewatch. Yep. You didn't Gone like it, home? though. They didn't, no, make, didn't they didn't make Gone Home, no. Oh, didn't they? Oh, I thought they might have because they had a shit ending. It was boring otherwise. Um, no, the guys behind Fire, uh, Firewatch were originally on the... Um, they were in the Telltale team. They did The Walking Dead. Right. Yeah. Um, so they went off and started their own studio. Yep. And uh, their first game they were like, was Firewatch. What if we made The Walking Dead game but with less player interaction? Mm. And someone, someone was like, how could you have less interaction? than in the Walking Dead adventure games. And they're like, hold my beer. I'll show you. I'll fucking show you. Yeah, three hours later. Three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, Valve is going back to their roots of, of buying or picking up other talent and bringing them on board. Yeah. I guess they need storytellers because all the storytellers left when they realized they weren't making any games anymore. Mm. Right? Um it's yeah I don't know it's going to be interesting though because what's going to happen when those story storytellers leave right mm. uh, Firewatch card game ah perfect mm. genius yeah that makes sense um, alright cool yeah um, yeah I don't know everyone's making jokes about how Campo Santo aren't making games anymore because Valve don't make games but I know that's uh, particularly um, that's a trigger for you oh that, gotcha. that sets you off Mm. so I won't make that joke it was literally a fucking Dota update yesterday <laughs> classic uh, anyway what else do we got um, I don't remember what's to say oh the Netherlands yes <laughs> and then a couple of days later Belgium have declared that loot boxes is gambling and therefore illegal in those countries um, crazy I don't know if you saw this article or these articles um but yeah, basically they're, uh, they're they're wanting publishers now to remove those components out of those games. Um, they did identify a couple. Um, I think Overwatch was one of them. Um, uh, Battlefront was not in that list because they've removed that system or had removed it. Uh, PUBG was in there. I believe games like Counter Strike and Dota were also in there. So yeah, man, um, it's going to be interesting to see sort of how these publishers sort of react to this and what they do. Uh, do they just now take some of the stuff out of there or um, yeah, otherwise I guess the game can't be sold. There was like talks uh, of prison sentences if they're not <laughs> if they don't stop doing this stuff. Jeez. Alright. Um, well, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Like yeah, something something does have to be done. Uh, we've been talking about it for ages about how it, it is a clear pathway to gambling. Um, like it, it clearly follows the same uh, impulse control systems uh, as gambling. So uh, yeah, and and it's directly aimed at children. So yeah, something does have to be done. Uh, I don't know if prison sentences are necessarily the way to go, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they're going to approach it. I mean, they're not going to just strip them out because you better believe people will just get that version of the fucking game. Uh, they'll have to do something. I don't know. I don't know yet. We'll have to wait and see. 
It's very interesting. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super early. They they haven't really. All they've done is sort of announce that yes, this stuff is illegal in our country or countries, the two of them. Um, mm. And um, yeah, we want something done about it. So yeah, I guess we'll find out more once we have more news on that. That's kind of two countries in the last week that have come out and said that they don't like it. True. Yeah. Um, and that's it for news, I think. Unless you can think of anything else you want to talk about? No. No? All right, should we wrap this up? Get out of here. What? Questions, buddy. Questions. Oh, okay. All right. We'll we have questions. We've always got questions. We don't always have questions, but we sometimes have questions. We do have a question today. Engine writes, Hi, Luke and Mr. Job. Jormy Gilroy. Gotcha. As trusted games journalists, how do you feel regarding your one average nigh weekly got years by a game named guy named Baz? Is Baz the next journalist of the year <laughs> or best of all time? If so, how do you feel this will impact the Australian games review landscape? It is a bit of scrub land currently with gems to be found, but they are few and far between, or I do not read enough stuff. And no, no one is putting effort into the video format or the algorithms spelling. Algorithms. I think you got that right. Um, yeah. Didn't spell you, spelling, right? He spelled, he spelled like, like everything in the first four sentences completely just, wrong just garbage just utter garbage <laughs> and then he's worried Absolute about this. garbage and then he's gone like really well with the spelling uh wanted to check on the spelling for algorithms but literally spelled spelling so uh not 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 a not a great point there but anyway um hang on andy opened Oh, no, he, he closes the brackets. Never mind. Uh, all the algorithms made me only see stuff it thought I would like, but it was wrong. Well, I think it's kind of smart. Maybe I do like video videos. No extra E in videos. Uh, totally about biscuits by PS. Can you introduce me to Baz? Would he be cool with that? Oh, don't worry. I would not want to impose. Uh, so lots to unpack here. Uh, how do I feel about the one average nigh weekly got is by a guy named Baz. Um, I actually uh, relish the idea of having my uh, brain exercised as I attempt to uh, work out how the fuck he's squeezing Fortnite in this time. Uh, although it does make me not listen to whatever the fuck Luke's talking about in the moment. Um but, um, yeah, otherwise I am also interested in his, uh, trip through Japan. So, cause I'm going in fucking, I don't know, less than two months now. So, uh, it's all very interesting to me. Uh, what about you, Luke? Do you like him? Yep. Good answer. Is Baz the next journalist of the year or best of all time? Uh, I think he might be the journalist of the year, to be honest. Uh, in as much as uh, anyone can be a journalist of any particular year. Uh, is he the best of all time? Obviously not. Michael Jordan forever. Uh, Luke, any thoughts? Yep. 
Cool. Uh, if so, how do you feel this will impact the Australian games review landscape? Uh, Baz has no impact on the Australian games review landscape. Uh, any thoughts, Luke? Yep. Perfect. Uh, it's a bit of a scrub land currently with gems to be found, but they're few and far between. Uh, and no one was putting effort into the video format. Um, for the Australian games review, I'll tell you what's happened engine. I'll tell you what happened. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's weird that I already said Michael Jordan brought up Michael Jordan, but uh, the Michael Jordan of video games reviews uh, is currently in his baseball season, uh, <laughs> being the esports journalist of the year. So uh, yeah, um, that's why it's hard to find the really good stuff. But uh, it is out there. Actually, um, there's been some really. Good. I still read a lot of reviews. I just haven't been writing them because nobody wants to pay me for them. And uh, I only do that shit for money. Um, or for the gap when I can be bothered wrestling with our fucking CMS. Um, so, yeah, I have been reading some actually some good reviews. Uh, Survivor's fucking God of War review, the score was outrageous, but it was actually pretty well written. Uh, and... Like, he brought up some interesting points. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. And uh, I see some good stuff on Player 2 every now and then as well. I don't know if you read it much, Luke. I don't know if you read many reviews. No. Yep. No? Sorry, yep. You're supposed to say yep. yep. Um, but, uh, yeah. I read scores, good... and I'm like, oh, that makes me so angry. You know, I'm oh, like everyone else. Oh, how do they? Why did they uh, give it a fucking 7? It's clearly a 8, and it's an 8. Yeah, it's obviously Nate. Um, but yeah, it's... Like, I, th- I think there are some pretty good writers in the Australian games scene at the moment, but uh, by and large, uh, yeah. Just, I don't know. Australian, we, we have, like, we're always a couple of points lower. And so, like, than the Americans, it seems. Or generally a couple of points lower than the Americans. So we cop so much hate, and uh, I think some of the big names are just a bit tired of it. I'm not. That's not why I quit. I quit so I can make uh, big money in the esports scene. Um, for the and because uh, obviously my dad uh, was killed because of gambling related debts, and so I had to go to baseball. Um, wasn't really my fault. I was forced out, but I'll come back next year, and uh, well, I'll three peat again. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. You can come back into the next Call of Duty. Yes, perfect. I actually hit them up. I told them I should do it. Yeah. Uh, they were not responsive. I also told or Doom Two. <laughs> Sign me up for Doom Two. I told yeah, I told them I should do that one too. And what was the other one? Um, because uh, why just why not? Lucy, just go the trifecta. Yeah, just 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 do Detroit as well. Well, yeah, because Lucy O'Brien isn't doing Detroit for them, uh, and she is the obvious choice. Because uh, her Beyond and Heavy Rain reviews are the best, uh, but she will not be doing Detroit for whatever reason. So um, yeah, I told them let me do it instead, but they won't. They just I don't know. They just don't want to let me do it. Um, they don't want to see me shine. Oh no, I just quoted Kanye. I take it back. Uh, I'm off Kanye. I'm off Kanye now. I'm on to Kendrick. I'm all Kendrick. <laughs> I was like half Kanye, Kanye, half Kendrick. I was Kanye, but uh, I'm all Ken- Ken- Kendrick now. Right. Kanye's dead to me. Dragon Energy's dead to me. 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's it. Thanks for the email or message. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there was a question. Was there uh, more? <laughs> can you introduce me to Baz? Uh, no, I can't. I've never met him. I've never met him. Um, but he's in the, the chat. You can just talk to him. You can talk to him uh, if he ever comes back from Japan. Um, would he be cool? He actually probably would be cool with that. He seems like a pretty laid back guy. Yeah, except um, the part where he plays Fortnite now. So yeah, well, I mean, that just that just makes him a scrub dub. Doesn't hmm. make him not laid back. He it was probably because he just got sick of being yelled at by you. I feel like that's because he was a scrub dub. I just said this. If he wasn't a scrub dub, he wouldn't get yelled at. It's not that hard. Baz just don't right. be a fucking scrub. He is all right. He, I actually wanted to talk to him about um, workout routines. So I remember, I distinctly remember him telling me that I was working out all wrong. Right. Uh, but then I didn't absorb literally anything else he said about it. So I, I wanted to ask and find out how I was working out wrong. So I measured my weight myself. Mm. I've been going to the gym pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, I'm still 101 kilograms. <laughs> That's what the fuck? <laughs> it's all muscle now, Joe. You, you're missing it's all the muscle. Point. You got, yeah. Oh, I've, I've, I've spent all that time tacking on mass, and now I'm turning it into nothing but muscle. Mm. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. I, but, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I will, like, watch an entire half of basketball running on the elliptical. Yeah. And I'll be, like, I, I will be just, like, this fucking gross pile of sweat at the end. Mm. And, uh, like, everyone will be looking at me. Oh, my God. When J.R. Smith hit that fucking, that fucking full court three the other day, I was on the elliptical and I yelled out very loudly. And uh, it was around lunchtime. And so the gym was very full. And uh, I got a lot of looks like I was a, a maniac for yelling about nothing. Because they couldn't see my phone. Right. Couldn't see that I was watching the basketball on my phone. So... They just thought I was just yelling about shit. It's good though. What, what a shot. What a fucking shot. Any- Cavs in six. We'll see. We will see. Tomorrow yeah. we'll see. Is there, there's another game tomorrow, right? It's a... Yeah. Who, is it a home game for... Um, for Pacers? Uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter. Their spirit's broken. Oladipo... Shot like twelve percent or something last game. It's over. He's shooting worse. Than, if he's shooting worse than the Cavs, with the Cavs shooting as bad as they are, the pace is dead. Yeah. Do you yeah. think this is the year they change the finals format? Like they're not going to do East versus West anymore. What next year? Yeah. Yeah, I think. I so. feel like it's going to be soon, right? And I, I feel like the perfect time to do it is when LeBron leaves and goes somewhere else. Right, like if they if they shifted so that it, like if he goes to the Lakers, right, then he doesn't have to worry about his legacy of you know the you know the East versus West thing anymore. Yeah. On the other hand, if he goes to Philly, then um, yeah, he's in the same spot, right? Yeah, he's still in the East. So. Yeah. So uh, it's big questions, big questions. I don't have the answers. I hope he goes to Philly. Then I can have one Simmons jersey. And the same color, LeBron jersey. See, mm. instead of because I'm gonna get a Simmons jersey when LeBron and the uh, worst playoffs team in the playoffs finally get knocked out, not this round but the next. Uh, yeah, you're not gonna get an Ingles jersey. 
No, they're, they're not going any further. What the fuck would the point be? They're done. They're over. You don't think they'll beat the uh, OKC? <laughs> OKC? <laughs> Aren't they playing OKC? No, I mean, they're not going past the next round. <laughs> oh, okay. The round after they finish OKC. <laughs> Who do they play then? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, no, it's not. Is it? Isn't it? The, no, the Rockets play. Oh, it's the Rockets. Yeah, it's the Rockets. Yeah, the Rockets. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're not going past that. Um, anyway, not with James Harden getting fouled. Air quotes. Yeah. All day. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Cool. End of podcast. End of podcast. Um. If you want to find this podcast, you can go to iTunes, Android, Windows Store. You'll find us on the Gap or the GA Podcast. Search for us yep. on there. You'll find us. I checked the other day. We're still on iTunes. Still on, good on us. Yeah. Well done, us. <laughs> they haven't taken us off yet. Uh-huh. I went to the video game section and we were under the what's hot section. And I was like, that's us. As always. We're still hot. We're still hot. Mm. Um, you can also find us on social media at the GA podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us any emails old fashioned way, or you can uh, also do it on discord, which is yep. the GA podcast.com slash discord. Uh, you can also follow us on twitter.com slash GA podcast, facebook.com slash GA podcast, or you can go to our website, which is the GA podcast.com. It's got all the links we just talked about to send, including past episodes of the show. Um, yep. that's all. Thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast. We appreciate everyone that does that every month. Um, we do. You're awesome. Yeah. So should we uh, pimp out some stuff? Uh, you got anything happening this week? Or uh, next week? Yeah. Um, this week, head to uh, skippy.tv, S-K-I-P-I.tv, and watch my esports highlights video. Uh, it's just... It's highlights from the world of Australian esports. I think it's getting better. It's definitely getting better. I mean, we're definitely, we're taking far less, like it's taking us far less takes to get through literally one video now. Mm. So uh, I no longer, it's no longer a 10 minute video that took an hour and a half to shoot, which is cool. Um, And yeah, you know, just trying to keep a variety of different games in there. Although CSGO is a mainstay, what with IEM just around the corner. Yep. Um, head to Red Bull and check out, we've got an awesome interview with Custer, who is on the LA Valiant. We're allowed to talk about Overwatch again, which is fun. And um, yeah, so we've got that up. Um, next week, I'll have interviews with the IGLs and captains of all three local Aussie teams competing at IEM Sydney. Um, I managed to put that one together fucking barely, but I managed to get them all finally, uh, which is awesome. Um, that should be good. Uh, like a good read. They've got some interesting things to say about the state of the, the scene and Counter-Strike and stuff like that. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and another piece I've got where I'm talking to, um, the, well, so far two of the captains of two of the teams that are competing in the ESL Women's Sydney Open, which is the women's CSGO tournament being held at IEM on the community stage, which is also awesome. Um, Something that I'm actually really about. And uh, yeah, it's cool that they came to the the table to talk to me. So um, that should be up as well. 
Awesome. Yeah. I think that's it. Cool. Um, you yeah. can what about you? find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Luke Laurie. Um, you can also go to survivor.com. I've got some, a lot of stuff going up at the moment. Um, yeah, Detroit preview went up this week. Uh, next week I got some, uh, some more things going up, which, uh, we'll talk about next week as well. Okay. Yeah. Solid. Oh. Um, we'll have to record this before Friday next week because otherwise we'll be recording it at IEM Sydney. Yeah, we'll be at IEM Sydney next week. Well, we should probably think about getting this one done early in the week. Yep. Um, well, we've got some stuff to talk about already, so that's cool. And um, yeah, actually at IEM Sydney, I am taking over the Red Bull Australia Twitter account. All right. Uh, Just dick pics we... the entire time. They were like, they hit me up. They're like, we want you to take over, we do a takeover of the Twitter account. I'm like, you've seen what I post on Twitter, right? You've seen that it's nonstop shit posting, right? And they're like, that's the authentic experience of the esports journalist of the year. I'm like, fucking, well, get ready for it. Get ready for the fucking authentic Job experience of bad puns. Is this the Red Bull Games one? No, Red Bull Australia. Oh. Yeah. Red yeah. Bull Australia. Okay. Yeah, they're not giving me fucking. No, not the. Is Austria? How do they do it? Red Bull AU. Right. Okay. It's verified. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you could shit post a lot of people. Just play on home the entire time. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Definitely. That's happening. Here's your filter, bitch. Um. Anyway. Should be interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, I am, yeah, next week. It's uh, Should be good. Got a lot of Australian if teams you, going. If you're going, let us know. We'll be there somewhere. We'll see you there. Find us. I might be there. I'm not sure yet. Oh, okay. I've got a pass for Sunday. I'm busy the rest of the days. Oh, are you? Ooh, ooh, la, 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 Yeah. I, there's a, so I've got a wedding on the Sunday. And then I'm supposed to go to this thing on the Sunday? It's fucking nuts. And there's also a Star Wars thing on Sunday they got tickets for. Um, at like the, the powerhouse museum, yeah. Oh. Mm. Alrighty. Well, you don't have to go to like fucking leave it till later on in the day on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Alright, that's a show. That's all we got. It's done. That's all we've got. I can go drink more now. You can. Look at you go. Yeah, that's it. Alright, thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.